Mike. Laura. Um, I tried not to yell. That's a lie. I tried to yell louder because you're hungover, and I thought it would wake you up. Uh, no, you did. That was very good. It was like a soft yell. That was good. And then I just did my confused because I feel like I have to have a different inflection every time we do a podcast. I know it's weird. Somebody offered. Uh, somebody offered to make music for us, like sound stuff. Sound oh, wait, stuff. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a second. I mean, sure, but are we going to like put it at the beginning and pretend we're like professional? I mean, already I feel like our logo is giving people like a false impression of who and what we are. It looks way too good. Hey, hey, Breton and I uh, went a long way on on pretending professionalism. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. But I don't exactly. want to fake it because all it does is raise expectations. I oh, want expectations low. The whole name of the podcast is a misunderestimated. That's not like a complaint. That's a yeah, request. We, I, we don't want to. We don't want to bring it up to the. We don't want to raise that bar to the level of having to change the name of the podcast because, right. like, you know, that would. That's just that's too much effort. We want to stay underestimated and never never reach overestimation. Never, never. I mean, things are so much easier because other people don't prepare, and since we're not prepared, at least we're almost equals at that point. <laughs> we are the podcast uh, portion of the like old SNL skit, lowered expectations. That's that's we're the podcast version of that. Yes, I did not see that one, but I believe you. <laughs> I mean, there's so many bad SNL sketches to begin. We could have been called so much worse. So I'm not. It was like a dating app. It was like uh, it was like when dating apps were new. It's called Lowered Expectations. Look it up. I will. I will look it up after you tell us about you going on a date with the Philly fan. Oh boy. Well, so this is. It's all part of my clever ploy to. Um, I'm just gonna one by one infiltrate. The Flyers, now that they're they're finally fed up and they've stopped going to games as much, um, we're just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn them all to the correct side of, of the state. You know? No. West side is the best side. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question because I'm assuming this is what happened. Did you swipe on her knowing that she was a Philly fan, or did you find out after before it was too late for you to come to your senses and and like you know, I, I, I went, how, how, and when did this happen? Uh, well, actually she, so my, my profile picture is me and iceberg because, um, we're tight. Yes. And, uh, so she just, she swiped on me actually. Um, that's right. Eight flyers fan knowingly and willingly swiped on a penguin fan. Um, they're yeah, cats and dogs. It's, it's the end of the world is near. And she just said that, like, no, this this could never be us because I have my loyalty. It's part of the gritty Ten Commandments that uh, thou thou shalt not worship false idols. So, look, and I think we we had common ground there. Wait a second. Wait, I'm confused. So she also, she swiped on you, mm-hmm. and then you guys started chatting clearly about hockey because it was right there in the thing. Did her profile have gritty in it? No. She lives in Pittsburgh? Yes. How as, has again, she, as as you would, because West Side is best side. How's she not been run out of the she's she from Pittsburgh? 
No, she is from uh, she's from Philly. Okay, and she came here for for school because uh, people in Philadelphia can't read. So yes. mm-hmm. naturally, yes, um, there are no, there are no schools out there. I applaud her willingness to improve herself. Right. Go on, you know, and that's that's what I said. Like, get, I'm first of all proud of you. Thank you for for realizing you had to get out of there as soon as you possibly could. And uh, yeah, so that was you know she's she's, she's she, she was at the game I suppose against the the Penguins making making no friends. Wait, so did you guys go on a date, or did you decide that this was a bad idea before the date? <laughs> no, we went. We went. We 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 hung out at a, uh, at a local res- a place of business that may or may not serve adult beverages for like. Six hours, so it was. You know. Oh, was all of that fighting, or just like most of it? <laughs> well, that's kind of what I said. I was like, "Look, if I don't come back, you know what happened?" And no one cared. <laughs> no one asked. No one asked where I was. So oh I was, my god! Well, that's nice of your friends to look out for you. Not, I mean, you had a party the next day, didn't they? At least want to make sure that you were going to be there to open the door. No. Well, as long as they were tacos, that's all they cared about. But, yeah, exactly. More tacos for them if you don't yeah. end up showing. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what it came down to. So yeah, like I think we solved. Like you know, if, if it works out, then we will we will unify the two sides and become one. And the we're just gonna uh, uh, the penguins will absorb the flyers. So you're going on another date with Gritty, is what you're saying? Uh, well, if. I might have believed that she was gritty, um, like plotting against me because I had iceberg in my in my photo. But um, now the Philadelphia Inquirer and basically all media outlets around the country um, have informed me that gritty is an actual sentient being, uh, not a person in a costume that that they found uh, beneath the Wells Fargo Center or in Kensington. <laughs> One of the two. It is kind of amazing how the, I was going to say man, but (laughs) like, okay, it's amazing how the gritty can be both accused and exonerated um, of a crime without anyone ever at all um, talking to him as though anything other than a puppet, like a live puppet thing. I don't think Santa gets that much respect, really. No. No, I, I, it's, we must, we must obey and respect. What'd you think about the whole, the one true gritty? Yeah. What did you think about the whole gritty thing? I didn't read up that much about it because I don't know. I just feel like, um, I don't know. It sounds like something a mascot could do, but then I know a lot of kids and some of them have it coming. So I I was conflicted. How did you feel when you first heard the news? I mean, (laughs) thought it was hilarious <laughs> the first thing i you know because that was the first time you read the the headline and you're like wait a minute <laughs> like the, the word accusing the mascot not yeah. the person inside the mascot <laughs> I know, I know. Of, of punching <laughs> your child and it's like i mean if it were true and i there's a part of me that's like this is definitely true uh it is philadelphia after all um that would just be part of the course. Part of the course. It's. It's. it's do you, I don't know. Do you think he stood in front of the judge in the gritty costume, or like? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, have to. As I found out recently, like 
these teams take the 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 mascot business very very seriously. Clearly, like, they're they are not allowed to do anything that would break character, ever. And I mean, like um, punching a kid in the back is totally within character, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that that might be the most gritty thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, um, oh my God, did I, I sent you the, um, the video of him playing basketball the day that it's announced that he's, um, cleared of all, um, charges. A video. How he, he, the most Trumpian thing, uh, (laughs) just goes, you know, he gets acquitted and then goes and dunks on nuns. It was kind of awesome because the nuns, I felt like, thought that they were doing well at a certain point. And yeah. I don't think they saw that coming, that whole move at the end business. The, 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 the hula hoop belly move? Yeah. It's, I, it's oh classic my. Gritty. Classic gritty. I don't know what they thought of that. I mean, like, I can't, I cannot even, I mean, why would a group of nuns agree to play basketball with gritty? This is a part of it that I'm like, what could you possibly have been expecting? I, I yeah, I have no idea what what's happening uh, over there anymore. But like, I want a serialized, like, gritty television show where he just does this every day. He's just gonna go to a like a, a, a elementary schools every episode and just beat kids up for no reason. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, let's get down to some uh, penguin stuff because earlier today you made me aware that the Penguins have a player on their team called Teddy Bluger. <laughs> Which I think I knew. Is this the I think, kid? I think you knew that. I think I knew that. Is this the kid that caught fire? I no, mean, that's Jordy Bellarive. Oh, okay. He's, he's, he's in Wilkes-Barre. He's hurt again, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I think it's just because you, you play like the memory game with everyone's name and either turn them into an animal or some sort of snack food <laughs> like Jake Pretzel. Yes, but so, I I kind of feel like first of all, I too could, could be confused. Their names are weird, and it takes a lot of energy to remember them. And then when when injuries happen and new ones come up, it's kind of like I can't be bothered to learn your name. But at one point, all of the players that I was awaiting to come back from injury kind of got traded or something. This was like a, maybe a year or so ago when I wasn't paying attention. And now all these people whose names I never bothered to learn are like our team. They're like the regular team people. So I'm like, what's a bluger? And it, what is a bluger? And it looks like beluga a little bit. And so <laughs> I feel like, isn't that just a natural nickname for him? Teddy beluger. Yes. So listener, I showed Laura the, uh, Evan Huber, cartoon of Teddy Bluger that I'm sure most of you had seen, but she was completely unaware of. And uh, while I think you found it hilarious, you were also very disappointed that he wasn't a whale. I was. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. He's like, he. they made a whole, because I, I basically, I was like, he did a whole cartoon fan fiction and he, um, and he didn't make him a whale. And he's like, no, no, he's a human in it. I'm like, ugh, boy fan fiction is the worst. Well, I mean, yes. Sid's not even in it, holding any kind of uh, uh, water bottle, and you know how belugas feel about water bottles. So, 
Well, if it was if fan fiction and Sid was holding a water bottle, he wouldn't be holding it with his hands. True. <laughs> and they would have fallen in love. Where would that have water bottle have been stuck? Interesting. <laughs> Could he have I... solved that with hockey, do you think? He'll use hockey to solve that. Oh, jeez. This, this is going on a dark road. <laughs> Not really a dark road, but it's... It's a children's cartoon and really, oh. why is that? I don't think that that cartoon is for grown ass men. I don't care. I don't care who who are they trying to kid. That cartoon, Michael, say it right now. That cartoon is for grown ass men. You're right. It is. It is for grown ass men by grown ass men. Totally, totally, and completely blame it on the children as if, as if. Hey, I'm just following the tenets of gritty here. You know. Yes. Just, so, okay, so tell me about this beluga. <laughs> um, apparently, he's good at hockey. Yeah, he's an awesome fourth-line center. Uh, oh, well, right now, he's their third-line center because they're they're missing at least an entire line of people. So. Maybe you can go through the lines and remind me who's on who. This Crosby fellow, he's still on our team, right? Kind of. He's okay. He's uh, good? Yeah. He's he. I believe, even though it was kind of funny that the 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 a couple of the beats and pens inside scoop have been like tweeting. They usually tweet the lines out in yes. practice or before a game, and uh, they've made Sid the second line center a couple of times. It just looks weird. Oh no! It's like we're used to him being at the very top, and like if he saw that, how dare they? Not, 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 it wouldn't be an ego thing, but it would be more of a uh, a luck, weird, superstitious thing. You you put him in a different spot. But what? Who's on the first line? Malkin. Malkin fire. He Gino fire. Uh, he's still fire. In case anyone was wondering. Is he? Has he, he been? Makes me feel like a... an old man because okay. he's technically my age. But yeah, he does amazing things. He's been doing he's been doing amazing things all year. Okay, uh, so run this through. <laughs> like Sid is on. Sid is playing with who? Right at this moment, McCann and Simon. Okay. I remember Not, being unhappy he was playing with Simon before all this stuff happened, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm cool with it. I'm fine with him playing with Simon as long as uh, there's somebody with a bit more scoring touch or, you know, on the other side. Like if it was him and Hornquist and Simon. That would be fine, even though, you know, that's still not the greatest combination. Wait a second. Wasn't he playing with Bluger? Because Teddy is short for Theodore. And I do remember learning that he was playing with Simon and Theodore. Two halves of the chipmunks. Two thirds of the chipmunks. I'm sure at one point in time he probably was. Like pre uh, Jake Gensel injury. Yes. Like Gensel and... And, and Bluger at some point because everyone was dying. Uh, and I think Simon was out for a couple games with something earlier in the year. I can't, I can't, I can't remember. Like I barely remember who's healthy at this point, much less like who is constantly on the rotating door of, of injuries. Okay. Well, who's playing with Malkin then? I'm going to assume Rust. Rust is still alive, right? Sweet boy, Brian Rust. He's put the team on his shoulders. He would be on my heart ballad. He's fire. 
he fire as well. Um, and oh god, who who's has, up, you know, who's up like, there? Like this is it's 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 absurd. Oh uh, well, Galchenyuk for about two seconds, and then right. and then Sullivan said, "No, enough of that." Oh no, I don't have any more of that. Hornquist is up there. I think right, so. right. I remember yeah, yeah. him. I remember him. Uh, Angry, hyperactive. Should, I remember him. Yes. I, I imagine when when Cahoon comes back, he'll probably be on Gino's line. But I I have no idea because I just I don't know. Okay, so then our third line is who exactly? Our third line might be the best and most consistent line uh, of Bluger, Aston Reese, and Brandon. Tanev, Brandon, I don't make enough money. Tanev, really? Are you? Well, yeah, I remember there's a big stink when he uh, when we got him. But I, but in all honesty, I don't, I don't know that any there was a big stink about getting people. I think there was big stinks about Jack Johnson not leaving. I feel yeah. If that had uh, preceded or followed Jack Johnson being ejected into the sun, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anyone would have cared as much. It was more the the issue of having two kind of uh, bottom of your roster players making over $3 million each. And with Tanev, it was more of a thing that, you know, he was kind of a late bloomer and like nobody knew what he would be. And it's like, why did you give this guy six years at 3.25 or whatever it is a year? Like that's insane. And now having seen him play for half a season uh, on the Penguins, like, why didn't you sign him to nine years? Like, why, <laughs> why, why didn't you give him nine years? Could or, you take or, two or, or years $5 of... $5 million. <laughs> they could take two years of Johnson's contract and just give it to him instead. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Do we have a fourth line? And who would be on that? Uh, now that's the question that, that is the rotating, um, shelf of empty sweaters from Wilkes-Barre, like the admirable empty sweaters, just guys. Cause I'm just like, I, I guy, Agazino. Oh, uh, I've heard of him. I think they called up Anthony Angelo, who is my, who was my other sweet boy years ago. Um, he is a, a goal scoring, uh, big man. Right. Who can actually gate? I'd like to see what he can do uh, in a in a bigger role, but I don't know that that's ever going to happen. But um, yeah, they're all just kind of there. And they last night um, in the yeah, I saw that Galchenyuk. He's usually on the left wing on the fourth line, which is kind of a waste in general. But um, yeah, so that's it. They, I think they're just basically out there to uh, give the other three lines a break. It was Marino on that line. Marino's a defenseman. Oh, okay. He's, oh, he's, like all due respect to the great and powerful Chris Tang, who R.I.P. Uh, to the you know you having to play with Jack Johnson all this time. But yeah. uh, Marino has been I, a good a good portion of the reason that the Penguins have been so good this year. How's Without him, their their defense would just be a black hole. Um, and he's just been a freaking revelation. And how's Marino of uh, Marino Patterson? Because we just resigned him, right? Yeah. So he's he's kind of had a meh season, uh, but he's also had some injury 
troubles and like the contract. It seemed like when he signed his contract, all of a sudden, uh, you know, there is that human element to it where it seemed like he was a little bit, he was playing looser and, uh, he, he had, he put together a couple really good games except for Tampa, but nobody had a good game in Tampa. Right. Um, where's Dumo? Is he legitimately injured or is he just playing with his baby? I mean, that baby is, uh, chubby and cute. So yes, wouldn't blame, but I think he legitimately shattered his foot because he's apparently not even skating. And I cannot tell you how much the penguins miss him. (gasps) He's not skating yet. Why did I think that for some reason he was close to coming back? Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a lot of the guys were close to coming back, but I don't think Bukestad has skated, or um, the only one that's skating is Cahoon, which is good, because he's he's a good, like, middle six wing, uh, which they need more of, but at this point, like, it's just like, they just, I don't know, need some sage or something. Okay, at this point, I'm going to ask you one of our asks, because it seems fitting to discuss it now, as opposed to then. Yeah. Somebody said, um, "Is the arena built on a site on the site of a former hospital?" Yes, <laughs> it's the uh, old Saint Francis Hospital, I think. But yeah, there was a there was a hospital there, complete with um, with a morgue. <laughs> uh, yes, isn't it? The locker room is like right above where the morgue was. Yeah, it's hmm. pretty fitting. Pretty fitting. Um. House of Horrors, for sure. However, I mean, winning two Stanley Cups, not there, not in there. Maybe that's why they can't win there. Well, here, whatever, uh, is, is the, the curse. But um, I, if that's the price to pay, I mean, sure. <laughs> sure. But nevertheless, in current moment, it feels a bit, it's a bit much. Come on, evil, evil trapped spirits of, of the old hospital. Like, we can, can we let up a little bit? Oh, I mean, yeah. we did something. Like, at this point, like, you got to laugh because it's just, I mean, like, it's it, the type of injuries and how bad they are. And uh, everyone steps up. And as soon as you start playing, like, really playing well on the Penguins is like having a bullseye <laughs> on you. Like, it's horrible. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's just an automatic, uh, automatic, like, 20 game suspension every year if you play for the penguins but it's it's instead you just have to like break something so basically you're saying if we get tyler to foley he's coming here to die yeah pretty much <laughs> well save yourself to foley save yourself yeah. but why why is jack johnson immune that's what i want to know what kind of deal did you make to the more gods <laughs> or whatever right to like he's so fucking healthy. I don't think he's had like a cavity in his life. It's ridiculous. I I, I don't get it. And Jack Johnson, the healthy as a horse. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, well, let's talk about the games since the last time we played. We have like it seems like an inability to be able to create any kind of momentum because every time we win, like since at least Sid got back, right? Cause every time we play like one or two games, um, we go on another break for like four days or something like that. Um, and so we, I think the, our last pod was right before the Philly and Washington games. So yeah. let's recap. What did you think about the Philly game? Um, it was, it was 
weird. It's the Philly Penguins have been like strange games anymore. It doesn't feel like the rivalry has really kind of fizzled. Like it's still there, but it's it's not the same as it used to be. Yeah, uh, Philly seems like um, I don't know, a little sad. Yeah, I mean they're right on the bubble, and they've been. I mean they just beat Washington last yes. night, like seven to three or whatever. That's but that beautiful. Was, they've they've had trouble scoring goals this year. They're like they're bottom of the league in goal scoring, and um, I don't know. Carter Hart has been like meh. They've actually had better goaltending in stretches from Brian Elliott. Right, right. Because that's when he excels. Uh, but you know. They, um, it's it's one of them, Carolina and Columbus, and Columbus right now is I in know. third place. Or I, I should, the Islanders too. One of those teams isn't going to make the playoffs, and maybe two of them, depending on what happens in the Atlantic. But that's 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 the way the the cookie crumbles. The Metro is just a buzzsaw right now. It's I can't like just the thought of us having to play any one of those teams um, in the playoffs again. I don't. I mean, I think I could accidentally put on a, a series from like another year and not even know, <laughs> not even know that it was on. I'm just. I'm tired of it. I'm bored. I am bored of it. However, that being said, um, the the game against Washington was like a playoff game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, every national person that was actually watching the game, which they would have to do through the streaming app, because the yeah. NHL decided instead to put on. Buffalo versus Detroit. What? <laughs> yes. You're kidding their, me. Their national broadcast partner. Why? Yeah. It was scheduled the, to be. We have the Pens and Caps playing a matinee game on a Sunday. Oh, my God. Uh, let's let's play the, the the two teams fighting it out for last. Well, you know, <laughs> Eichel. Uh, yeah. Eichel v. Larkin. That's that's what everyone Good times. Good times. Um, wow. But what did you think of the Washington game? Um, it was crazy. Like the the hatred is is that that is real, and it feels like um, like Penn's Flyers used to. But um, like I hate TJ Oshie so much. Like oh. if something terrible happened to his face, I wouldn't. I would. I would laugh. What? Something terrible hasn't happened to his face. No, he's still pretty. Unfortunately, Timothy Jimothy no. still out there, still out there looking like a Barbie doll. Oh no, he doesn't. He doesn't do it for me at all. But uh, yeah, no, I yeah, it was fun to watch. It was it was really fun to watch because we won. Yeah, and like uh, <laughs> you know, I'm rooting for Ovi. Like I, I'm rooting for him in general, and then like just I'm rooting for him to to beat Gretzky's record. I am um, rooting for early retirement. Mad. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, I, all of Canada is just going to be up in arms. And who among us can say that they don't love that? I hate him. I well, do. Well, it's fine, because as soon as it happens, like, Scott Oak and, and uh, 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 Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, they're all going to, you know, they're all going to pull out all the WHA stats and everything. And be like, well, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, whatever, whatever. I, I, like, I, I, I'm over Ovi. I am. I'm over it. I can't. Like, before it was like, okay, whatever. And but lately, with the whole going to Marlago and whatever, I'm like, I just don't care. There isn't a player in the league who gets away with me. And and what I mean with by the fans gets a pass the way that he does. 
right? He is like the Trump of the NHL. Like, at this point, he could just say, I could kill somebody in the middle of whatever, and they would still love me. And you would. They would still love him. I don't I don't understand it. Well, I mean, he did campaign for Putin, so. Right, but not, it's kind of like. Far off. But it's like, he campaigns for Putin, and they can, like, they can, like, write that off. Like, oh, you know, if he didn't vote for Putin, he the KGB would come and murder him in his sleep. So, of course, he had to, right? But you don't have to go to Mar-a-Lago for Christmas, right? <laughs> like, nobody's like, hey, Obi, you know what you really got to do? You got to do this. Yeah, no. No, you don't. So, but like nothing, like crickets. They literally hung Sidney Crosby up to die. Uh, you know, like it, when he went to the White House and hid it in the back like a coward. Right? Do you remember that? It was like hide and seek. Hide Sidney. Don't, don't let anyone see Sydney uh, there. And he's, uh, yeah, it was just, it's just bad. It makes me so angry still, that whole situation. I don't know. You have strong feelings and that's, that's good. That's good. I, it's just, I don't, it, it's fine. Boo. Boo. I don't care. I don't care. Boo. I, it's like, I just, I just tune all the, 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 the him going to, Merlago for Christmas or whatever. It's all these guys are all like, oh, they're all doing it. it they are not. Game. They feel about it the way the fans feel about it. Oh my god! They don't god. want to do this shit anymore. I can't. It's so hard to be a hockey fan. It's so hard to be a hockey fan when you have to watch stuff like this. It's like we could at least be angry about it. We could at least acknowledge that it's shitty and and be vocal about it and do whatever. But no, no, we can't. We can't even. Do I that. feel like people have been though. I, have I just, they? You know, as usual, like no one. It's falling on deaf ears. Ugh, yeah. Because when they conduct their studies, they ask like their friends and you know they have special groups that are like we love everything that you do Boo. anyways whatever it was still a good game because I, I gotta say when you when you hate a team and its players as much as I genuinely dislike um Ovechkin and Oshi who else do we hate on that team anyone um I will not even mention trash can's name <gasps> oh right I forgot he was there yeah. <laughs> I forgot Trash Can was there. Did he do anything Trash Canny while uh, that game was on that I just missed? Uh, yeah, he dumped Latang a few times. But, they, like, again, I kind of forgot he was there, too, because uh, when he's not breaking someone's skull, yeah. he's hard to notice out there. That is very true. That is very he, true. Is a, he is a good goal scorer. It's just a shame that he doesn't put more uh, energy into that uh. instead of chasing people around the ice for hits, which is, you know, good at that. Yeah. Bah. But uh, do, when do we play them again? Because that was the first time we played, right? Yeah, so uh, actually like next week, I think. Oh, like, no. Very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just like murder month for the Penguins. I, I... Yeah. Uh, next, not, not next Sunday, but the, the 23rd, Washington. In Washington, another another matinee game. Actually, great. Really? Oh no. Okay, so we had the we had the Philly Washington game, and then we had like a week. We had more than a week off, and then right? Did we have a week off or four or five days? Roughly, it was. It felt like three weeks. So then we had the um, Tampa and the Florida game. uh, The Florida game being yesterday. I I find it really hard to even blame them for a loss because. It's not easy to keep 
any momentum going with the injuries and then with the just lack of playing on a regular basis. So what was your thoughts on the road trip? Yeah, I mean, the Florida road trip is usually a nightmare for the Penguins, as is. Mm-hmm. And then this was especially going to be hard because, like you said, they were just off for all this time. And then, you know, having coming off like a such an emotional game in Washington yeah. where it really was a playoff game and they did have to kind of fight to the end just to, to hold on and get the win as they as they are wont to do with all the injuries. Uh, like coming into Tampa was never going to be easy. Now, like, does that mean that they had to not only start bad but just play the entire game like they were – just still in the locker room. I I don't I don't know. Like there like that was probably the worst game I've ever seen Sidney Crosby play. Really? Oh, yeah. No. Like it was like, uh, and I don't think I've ever said that. Like he's I don't think he's ever had a bad game. He has. Was, he has. I've seen him, some bad, bad games. Game. What you don't see often is bad games in a row. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. at least that's good. But I feel like. Um, I'm really hoping that the next game against Tampa will at least be competitive because I want to see really where we stack up against them. And the way, I mean, like you watch that game against um, the Caps and you're like, okay, even if we had lost, that was a fucking good game. So that means like if I felt like we were going into the playoffs and that was the caliber caliber that we we were able to play at, then I would be happy. But then you watch a game like Tampa and you're like, I I have no idea where we stack against Tampa because I can't remember the last time we played well against them. Right. And they just, I mean, they ran us out of the building in the first 15 minutes. So, yeah, when a team gets up two goals in, the, in like the first 10 minutes of the game, it's it's never going <laughs> to, it's not going to go well the rest yeah. of the game, uh, especially a team like Tampa. If it was another team, like the Penguins have come back from worst, but you know, I, I with their speed game and just the way that they they attack you in waves, it's that's the one kind of system that um, Penguins don't stack up well against in the regular season. Now, right. when the playoffs come, that's like a whole different animal, and you know the, the games will get boring. But we, we've seen that a lot of teams have figured out the 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 key to beating Tampa in the seven game series. Yes, but I mean, uh, well, you know what they they they'll have a ton of pressure on in a way they they're like the new Washington, right? It's almost like, um, they are playing against the team they're playing and then they're playing against this whole other thing, which is like a million expectations and the humiliation of loss. And that follows you into the playoffs. Um, you know, after, and, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I don't know whether they'll be able to surpass it. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, we saw it with with Washington. I mean, that that ghost haunted them. But really, I think it was you know more than anything, they just kept running into the Penguins, and that was that was more the issue than anything. And until they they found the 2018 version of the Penguins that were just completely miscast and not playing the right way, and just you know. Well, and to just be a fair, bad, bad team. To be to be fair, they also. Um, I mean, the Penguins had won back-to-back cups. Did we think they were going to win a third? I mean, like, you can only right. play yeah, so I mean, much hockey like, in a row. Know, I don't want to say tired because that's yeah. such a – that's kind of dumb. But, like, you know, they were just coming off two straight Stanley Cups and they had lost a lot from those teams. Yeah. So, you know, trying to basically make up for it with Band-Aids and putty. Right. 
in, in a year span and, uh, you know, finding a new way to play because that was when Jim Rutherford's brain got yes. broken by Tom Wilson and we decided yes. that we were going to win by playing physical or something stupid. And that didn't work. So yeah. thankfully we abandoned that and, and came back to the, the speed system that they're playing now or they were playing when they were healthy. Yeah. But I think that's the thing is that I always felt like, um, when the pens and the caps meet in the, in the second round as they inevitably uh, do, whoever wins usually goes on to win it. Right. And, um, and for the caps, I mean, I, I feel like, um, they got a year where the, where the penguins were, it didn't matter who they played in that round. They weren't going to get by because they were just, they were just, um, spent, they were done. They were, were over, they were over it. Um, I think at that point, but I think that emotionally getting past that hurdle, even though it maybe wasn't the hurdle that it always had been still psychologically was enough. And now, now when you play them in the playoffs, you're scary because now they're a team that knows what it is to win. And I feel like that's a whole other animal. Whereas I feel like you go in against Tampa and that's a, that's a team that doesn't know what it's like to win. And so, and I, I feel like you feel that. I, doesn't it feel like almost like Columbus is like that every time they play the Pens? I always feel like, oh, this isn't a team that thinks they can win. Really? Yeah. 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 And it, well, it's just, you, and you can tell when, when two teams are, or when a team like that is, you know, when they get down, it, it always ends up in these like, sudden death moments you know you're yeah. you're you're up with a one goal lead in a, in a game seven or whatever and then you just watch the team crumble mm. and uh yeah but i don't know like i said I, it's i don't i don't know how much of that because you know so much of that team has changed too um and it's just it's a matter of like is nikita kucherov gonna show up right. in the playoffs this year uh th- that'll that goes a long way to erasing any uh Concerns. I mean, they, they also don't have the top seed right now, so they would probably play the Leafs, which is like fantastic. Do you have the, a prediction for that? The Atlantic uh, playoffs are going to be fun. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think Tampa wins. The pl- the whole thing. Well, I mean that round, right? Uh, so, because I feel like this is the year that the Leafs make it past the first round. No matter who they play against, I feel like they're getting past the first round. Do you have a thought? Thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think look, because it's gonna, it's ninety nine point nine percent gonna be Tampa or Boston. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't see Toronto beating either of those in a seven game series. I don't know. Who knows when Morgan Riley is gonna be back and if he's yeah. gonna be like. Morgan Riley of last year or Morgan Riley of this year? Because if he's this year's Morgan Riley, then they're in trouble. Uh, like, they're what's the hell's is Freddie Anderson going to be healthy? Because if he's not healthy, yeah. like, yeah, this whole Jack Campbell trade. Speaking of band aids, was yeah. was just that. Like, he was you know his his kind of low tier, low danger save percentage was was better than uh, um, Haney. but. I... Uh, not by much. I just have a feeling it's going to be, and it, and again, I could be completely because it's not based on, um, it's not based on anything, but like a gut feeling. And the gut feeling is that, um, is that in the playoffs this year, if you know, um, 
like if there's no major injuries to like Austin Matthews or anybody like that, uh, their core while they're there. I just feel like you get that team into a playoff situation this year, especially because they're like um, still stinging from last year and the year before and the year before that and the year before that times, I don't know, 40 years maybe <laughs> or so. I just feel like um, this feels like the year for me, for them to at least get past the first round. I mean, if they were, if they slide down into a wild card spot, which they might, because right yeah. now they're currently sitting outside yes. the playoffs. I know, then, I know. And they oh my God. get, they go up against Washington or even us. They, you know, that could be a first round matchup. You know, if the Penguins somehow get healthy and overcome Washington for the first spot in the Metro, and they play Toronto, then then I would say that they'd have a better chance. But I, I don't see Toronto beating either Tampa or Boston. I I would love to see them play Boston still. I know it's horrible, uh, but I still want to see them play them. God, they're, they're, it's going to just haunt. Like Boston truly is uh, Pittsburgh to Toronto's Washington. They, they just can't get over that hump, and they're going to need something significant to happen, like an injury to Pasternak and Marchand yeah. or, and Bergeron. Yeah. And it, like, it, like, <laughs> five guys to go down with an injury and like Tuka Rask to have, you know, just a horrible playoffs or something for them to, to overcome that monster. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. Well, you know what? I honestly can't wait for playoffs this year because I do think it's going to be, um, it's going to be fun. Before we get off the pens, I want to talk about the goalie situation because Right now, it almost kind of feels, it doesn't, it used to feel to me like if you took a starting goalie's spot away from him and then didn't give it back uh, immediately, it was like the world's biggest snub, right? But this almost feels to me like um, the way that they're easing them back in by sharing the time, it doesn't feel like there's a real rush because Murray feels like he has to reclaim that spot. What's your sense in that? Do you, I mean, it feels to me like the, that attitude um, around it feels different. Uh, so I've, I've questioned some of, of Mike Sullivan's decisions, namely um, his unrelenting trust in Jack Johnson. Oh, but yeah. uh, the way that he's handled the goalie situation, I think has been perfect. It's been strictly merit-based between them. And and now that Murray really has played himself back into a number one netminder role, mm-hmm. uh, they're splitting time because Jari, while he's kind of come back down to earth a bit, like he's not he's not holding down that nine, eight, right. seven save percentage that he had for like a month. But uh, you know, he played really well last night. Like I, I don't this is this is the most frustrating thing about the Penguins right now. They have basically what 30 other teams in the league probably or 29 at least would would, you know, kill for. Yeah. And that's like two reliable number 1 right. netminders. Like right. that that is that is the ultimate recipe for winning a Stanley Cup. It's like it's like that they just and it doesn't can't it, get off the hospital bed. Yeah, yes, yes. There's that. But it also feels like um again, like but with most goalies it feels like um like last year when um and I agree with you, Sullivan I think is is handling it perfectly. The complete polar opposite of what he did with the goalies last year. Right? Because I think that what killed them last year is um that competition for the the third spot 
he created this drama that completely didn't need to be there. But this situation, it seems drama free to me. It almost feels like, like Murray feels like um, the first real millennial goalie, right? Where it's not like this attitude going in that I have claimed this net, this net is mine and I'm going to pee around it so that nobody else gets next to it. I almost feel like he has this attitude like, oh man, I appreciate you're here. Um, because maybe I'm not a hundred percent ready to come back and have that full pressure of everything beyond me right now. Right. And I, I don't know. I feel, it feels different to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think from all accounts, those two are really good friends. Really because good. Because they kind of came into training camp together. Um, and they were in Wilkes together. Like it, they're apparently really close. And, uh, and yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, it, there, there's Murray's a kind of a goalies are different in general, but Murray's kind of a different goalie. And, uh, I think Tristan Jari is a different goalie than case dismissed was. Yes. Um, and like last year, uh, you know, it, I think it was just, you know, it was strictly just riding the hot hand where yeah. this year is more about, you know, we, we believe we, I think they truly believe, um, in, in Jari, you know, they, they did, they moved up in the draft to get him. Like mm-hmm. they always believed in the talent and, uh, he's kind of finally starting to show that. So they think that they have two number ones and that's freaking great. And if you can sign them both long-term, like again, envy of the league because anyone would kill to have, you know, two starting netminders. Totally. The people that you can actually depend on now, like Murray again, like he has his struggles and like health is one of them. So mm-hmm. that's always a concern too. So it's going to be, that's going to be an interesting off season topic. But for now, I mean, this is, this is fantastic. It is. It's like a Sid, Sid Gino situation, but in net, right? That yeah. one where you've got, where, uh, when one is down, the other one truly steps up. Um, and that is like an amazing, like it's an amazing place to be. I am happy in the, with the goalie situation. Knock wood. Oh no. Why did I say that? I'm not happy. Oh, I'm miserable about the situation going yeah, into awful. the playoffs. Because <laughs> it feels like the more you complain about someone, the more the healthier they get. Yes. Like yes. You, it's Jack. true. It's true. Uh, God, uh, please uh, preserve Jack Johnson. You don't you lay a finger on him. I don't wish injury on anyone. No, but I don't. Why? Why? Why is this of anyone? Right. I mean, it doesn't have to be life threatening. Like a, like a. I don't know. I mean, he already plays like he's got a nasty like uh, blister all the time. He's got a, so he's got a gash on his leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he skates. Yeah. I just, I, it's by the time we get to the playoffs, it's just going to be it's Jack Johnson out there with the with Wilkesbury. That, that'll be it. He'll be the captain by that point. Yes. All right. I think we've exhausted the pens. I think they're exhausted in general. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. So I wanted to talk about, uh, because the only other thing news that I could find about the hockey related is that, um, so the, I, so the NHL and the NHLPA has been meeting with the IOC and they were making, they're making all this progress. Did you know this? Because I just heard, read about this today, that the IOC has come to an agreement and ensured them that they will cover travel insurance, sorry, they'll cover uh, medical insurance and travel. 
So costs for the NHL. And for the first time ever, they've agreed to loosen up and allow the NHL to use marketing. So to use clips and video from wow. the Olympics in marketing things. That's that's huge. Isn't that I, amazing? And you know what Bill Daly's response to that is? This is, what? we have always felt that the Olympics was tied to the, uh, participation at the Olympics is tied to the CBA. Oh, God. Can you that's, fucking that's believe that? So, that's so disgusting. That's so disgusting. <gasps> you first. Go. <laughs> you know, this is, again, this is the kind of shit that I talked about earlier, that, like, all the things that we complain about, like the All-Star Game and, and everything, we want to see the best on best in the Olympics. And that's not hockey fans. That's fans of the Olympics, too. Like, these are fans that, like, watch the game once every four years or whatever. And these ghouls in the NHL head office... Just everything is a fucking negotiating tactic, and it's so gross. And this is just like, okay, we bought some goodwill with uh, extending the CBA so there wasn't a lockout this season. But here we go, 2021. But, I mean, that's the thing, right, is that they – Every year they come up with um, a different reason why it is that they can't go to the Olympics. And this year when they get everything they want, the truth has nowhere to go but to emerge. And it's right. like, yeah, exactly. yeah no, 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 we don't really time. care about um, injuries and we don't really care about whatever. We really just want to screw over the players to put ourselves in a better situation to get what we want from them because we know that this is something they want. So, yeah, we want to do this, but we want to fuck them over more. And you're like, ah, I hate them so much. I can't. I cannot um, stand it. What I don't understand is that, like, it's my understanding that the NHL and the NHLPA have an understanding. And that understanding is the players play. The NHL's job is to grow the game, Right. And the CBA decides on how they're going to split that revenue that they earn from the game between them, right? So what I don't understand is when the NHL is actively promoting that it is trying to expand into China. And that's an audience, a national audience of like 1.2 million people in an audience that you are trying to expand to refusing to go there because of negotiation how is that not negligence on their part like how is that not an, a, the ability for the players to say your job is to grow the game and you are actively refusing to grow the game because you're using it as a negotiating chip against the players yep how's that yep. allowed the whole idea is like you said to grow the game and if, you know if, if we're, we're talking about revenue there's no bigger revenue market, no bigger revenue stream than freaking China. Right. Like these, they can't see beyond their own noses, beyond their own immediate greed. We're talking about, listen, I mean, like this is, this is where it, like it, it enrages me. We're talking about not only going to China, playing on the world's biggest stage in front of the world's biggest audience. But you're able to put in front of them a Canadian team that would consist of Sidney Crosby and 
uh, and uh, Connor McDavid and like all of these players and the U.S. team would be like Austin Matthews and like, I don't know, like Eichel and like all of these things. That's the product that you're able to put in front of them and 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 you're willing to fuck that over for like for what like for what? What is it that they even are they're asking for? Uh, more money, basically, from the players. They want, they want, they don't want the players to roll back escrow. Yeah, uh, they want to keep that going. Um, let's see, <laughs> what's what do the owners want? They all they just want more money. They want more control and more money. Like the they, you know that they don't like the. Uh, I don't think they like the current length of contracts. They don't like the. Um, uh, the the trade clauses that their their own employees keep handing right, out right um, it, yeah like they want to get out from under a lot of these bad deals that they're you know the people that they hired made I, they I want, you know and again it just it's all comes down to more immediate dollars I just wish I knew someone who was a lawyer who could explain to me why something like negotiating to go to the Olympics which benefits not only the players, but also the NHL equally. In fact, the only players don't get paid to go, right? They go because they want to go. That is the only reason. It doesn't even affect all of the NHLPA. It, it affects a small fraction of the NHLPA. So yeah. I'd like to know how it is legal for them to even do that. Um, because because I, the thing is that I don't know that the NHLPA would have the balls to sue the NHL, but at no, this point, no, they don't. They're cowards. Oh. They lose these things every time, no matter how tough Don Fear thinks he is. Unbelievable. They're gonna lose. They're always gonna lose because it's a bunch of billionaires. See, I think that if they fought it in court, they'd win. But I don't think they have the balls to fight it in court. I don't know. I just feel like they just have better lawyers. Or, you know, they're just going to, like, they, the IOC, which doesn't, you know, which is more of an evil empire than the NHL, or even the NFL, who doesn't concede to anyone, just literally gave up the golden goose to the right. NHL. Like, when you read that, I was I was astonished. I thought, right. well, this is, it, they're definitely going now. There's no way. But, again, like, it's this, the, I think it's the, it's just the attitude. It is. Like, because it's a big fuck you to the fans. Right. The people that, that pay to watch your sport the, that you're the owner of that we want this and everyone knows this and they're just gonna dangle the carrot again instead I, and just say well it's you know it's on the player it's, you know. I, no, no, I wish that's perfect because that's like the perfect thing I wish the fans would do something sorry I'm like losing my voice halfway through I, I wish the fans would do something like like I wish we could threaten them because really the power belongs to us you're absolutely right I wish we would do something like say hey you know all those NHL um like online streaming service stuff canceled we will all cancel those subscription unless you send those players to the game Fuck you, NHL. Like, the NHL needs to feel the pain from its fans, but we are not willing as a group to stand up and and, um, and fight for any reason against against them. It's so stupid to think, like, to think that we might... And the thing is that it's because they know the players will cave. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, they always, they always do. 
They, they, they cave. And also, like, the NHL knows that there's nothing that the fans are going to do. Like, they, it's been proven four times now. Oh, God. If they lock out a season or even a partial season, they're going to sell out even more. We're the worst. We're the worst. It's it's the nature of sport, right? Like, the, the fanatics are called that for a reason. Like, okay. they're going to come back no matter what they do to us. For real, for real hockey fans, we are in an abusive relationship with the NHL. So abusive, even men would realize that it was <laughs> it was bad. That's how abusive this relationship is. Come on. This is not cool. All right. You want to do some asks? Let's do some asks. Let's do some asks. Okay. We already did one. Here's the second one. Which unretired ex-Pens player are you currently missing the most? I have an answer to this, but I'm going to let you go first unless you need time to think of an answer to this. No, I, I think my answer was pretty much immediate. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Philip J. Castle. No, 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 no. Uh, unretired ex-Penguin player. He's, he's, un- he's not... What do you mean unretired? He's not Doesn't an that ex- means like not retired. Yes, unretired meaning uh, unretired yeah. ex penguin. He's not an ex penguin. Yeah. Phil Kessel. Oh, Phil Kessel. I'm sorry. I thought you said Jake Kessel. No. Phil Kessel, really? I mean, for selfish reasons. Uh, but I well, honestly, unretired ex penguins. There's not a whole lot that I that I would bring back over Phil. Yes. Like hockey wise, even so, that I can think of. Who would you? Who do you miss the most? Well, here's the tough part because I don't know if you were doing what when I first listened to the question. I was like, oh, I mean, why it's hard is because I mean, like, if I could get them back the way that they were during the time when they played for the Penguins, that would be one thing. But it's not because you're. I mean, like Trevor Daly isn't Trevor Daly anymore, right? Right. Trevor Daly on the Penguins isn't Trevor Daly anymore. But I have one player who's on my list, and that is uh, Sunquist. Oscar. Oh, that's good. That's good. He's the only one where I'm like, okay, every time I even think about that we gave him up for fucking Ryan Reeves, I want to drive to Pittsburgh, find that old man and euthanasia <laughs> like right now. I swear to God. Well, it, I, I know. And like, God, if I could undo any recent trades, that would be it. Ugh. But if you think about it, if you galaxy brain this shit like I have. Oh, you're going to tell me somebody amazing we got for him, aren't you? Okay. Technically, Rutherford got... Uh, McCann and Bukestad for yes. Sunquist. So that's pretty good. It is. <laughs> it is. But if still. you erase all of the bullshit in the middle, put your rosy colored glasses on. That's that's wait, that's the, that, that's the equation. Wait. So we got we gave up Oscar Sunquist and we got. Wait. We gave up Oscar. Who did we give up? Him and then we got Ryan Reeves and those two. Is that right? No, so it's we got Reeves for Sunquist and that pick, the pick swapping basically. Oh. And that like that's just whatever magic beans. Uh, even though one of those turned into Clem Costine, who looks pretty good. Um, we're not gonna. We're just we're gonna take that out of the equation. Yes. Because uh, then the Penguins wasted their pick on a on a kid that was never gonna play anyway, but unfortunately had to cut his career short due to uh, brain injury. Oh. But um. 
No, so they so then he traded Reeves to Vegas, and then we got part of the Broussard deal, right? To get Broussard here, and then traded Broussard along with Cheyenne to Florida for McCann and Buxat. It it was it's a long yellow brick road, right? But there sure is there sure is an Emerald Palace at the end of it. But at, but 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 just that you have to read the trade <laughs> on paper. Yeah. I don't even think it was Oscar Sundquist alone. I think it was Oscar Sundquist and somebody else for fucking Ryan Reeves and like a first. Yeah, it was a pick, right? Yeah, it was. It was just Sundquist and their first round pick <gasps> for for Reeves and uh, their their second. Oh my god! You know which? Yeah. Yes. So that's my pick. If I had to pick an active, because I thought he was good on the pens. I mean, he's good. I guess he's good anywhere, obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's my answer to that one. Next, from Hockey Grace, she says, you can have any six people in the world over for a dinner party, and who do you choose? Michael, who do you choose? Oh, six people. That sounds like a lot of people. I know. <laughs> we were like, I read this question to him before, and we were like, wait, is this catered? Do we have to cook yeah. for these six people? My, what, what exactly am I providing for these people? Because if it's <laughs> like, then I'm just going to invite a bunch of like small children because that's easy. I yeah. can just can get some Lunchables. And... Right. You're like, how many of these guys are gluten free and like vegan? Right. Like, I'm not prepared to cook for these prima donnas here. No way. And is, is this, like, what are the parameters of this question? Is this, like, anyone in the world ever that has ever lived or anyone living right now? I would assume, let's put a hockey twist on it. Although yeah. you can have non-hockey people in it as long as you have a reason for why you want them there. Oof. I wouldn't have a good reason, so I'll stick to <laughs> hockey. <laughs> oh that's tough that is tough i would you know i would want um it's funny because this documentary is coming out soon the old the marketing executive of the penguins in the 80s that went over to russia to start the red penguins what because there are some stories there the red penguins yes yeah, I will. Uh, I'll I'll share it with you after the the podcast. It's uh, it's crazy. Hmm. Hmm. So wait. So you want the people who you want the people from that documentary? Yeah. Well, Dinner? just the the people that were there in yes. the eighties because they're like the Russian mob was involved and yeah, it, it was crazy. All right, I'm gonna go with a mixed audience. I'm gonna have Sidney Crosby at my dinner party. But I'm not having not even one other hockey person at that table on oh, purpose. Good, good, good choice. But I'm conflicted on on whether I want it to be all athletes or like ballerinas. Maybe. Oh, yeah. No, you got to go with like maybe like a couple musicians. Oh, you got to like mix it up. Anything to get him away from talking about sports. Okay. All right. All right. Then, but like, but then, okay. Cause I was thinking Serena Williams, you know, like, uh, LeBron James, I was thinking it would be awesome. Wouldn't it be awesome? How has someone not done this already to have like Lionel Messi, Serena Williams, 
like I don't know Tiger Woods like whoever they are how has somebody not like had them all in the same room talking to each other before yeah you'd think that that would I mean it happens in in small little like uh doses here and there like instead go to Wimbledon a couple years ago yeah uh and then like he, he met with Serena there and Maria Sharapova I think and uh I want to say that he's done something with LeBron before so it happens he's small but you're right like it would be that would be amazing like if if you're gonna do that like you gotta go all the way and just have yeah like the best at every sport just put them all in a room together and just like watch it would it would be insane it would be awesome. Also, the food budget for that would be great because you'd literally just be serving them kale. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That would be that would be amazing. So I'm conflicted about having him at that, and then maybe like a round table. Like if we were gonna if we were gonna put Sidney Crosby with the, um, but I still, you know what? I feel no matter what table we put Sidney Crosby at, he could hold his own. Thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, because he's, uh, you know, he's he he just turns into like a kid. He would just fanboy over everybody there. Yeah. All right. I'm putting. Uh, who's the gorilla lady again? Wait. What? The gorilla lady. Uh, the gorilla lady. The uh, um, Diane Fossey. Like Jane Goodall. Good that Jane Goodall. Well, there was two. Right. One of them died. Jane Goodall's the one that's not dead. Let's invite her. <laughs> she would smell better one <laughs> oh hope. oh my god okay jane goodall ruth gator ruth gator bader ginsburg i know yes. my brain's not functioning um who else no it doesn't have to be all women we can have some men there now who would who else would you pick oh wait so abraham we... lincoln just one historical figure because one dead he's person? okay yeah, I need to. I need to know exactly what you know. The most, the most fought over and controversial American president. Well, see, I was gonna have Barack Obama there, but you know what? Let's have Michelle there then. Uh, Barack, sit down and uh, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, they've already met, so they already know each That's other. True. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be good. I would, yeah. I mean, Michelle would be at just about any table. I would, yeah. Yes. That would be good. I'm trying to think of another. Who's a good? Who's a good dude? Uh, you know what was kind of thinking that science nerd uh, with is always talking about stars. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know the disappointing thing about him though, besides him kind of being a dick, a is that there, there was also uh, some allegations. So like, ugh. but I feel like um, half that conversation would be Ruth, um, Jane, and Michelle totally tearing him a new one. So I'm okay with that. A little bit. You're right. Okay. We got to think of somebody uh, less problematic that can just talk about crazy shit like the moon for like a thousand years because I think Sid would be in heaven. Uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Oh my God. You're right. You're right. You know what? Too bad uh, Mr. Rogers is dead because I would have totally had Mr. Rogers there. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been good. You know what? If you were going to have six famous Pittsburghers. Who would you have? Or even like four? Well, considering there only are like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it easy. Uh, I mean, well, that, that's, it's, it's a damn good list, though. I mean, we're Jeff Goldblum, Michael Keaton, uh, Rachel Carson. 
maybe Andrew Carnegie. I don't know. Yes, I love him. He's my favorite philanthropist. Controversial philanthropist slash, you know, owner of people. Uh, Was he a slave owner? How did I miss that part? No, not in in the uh, uh, chattel slavery sense, but... You know, he did he did treat his workforce kind of like shit as a as a general titan of industry at that time did. Uh, And then uh, I'm missing. Oh, oh, uh, Xtina. Hello. Obviously. What? She's from Pittsburgh. Hell yes, she is. I just I actually somebody last night. uh, My yeah, my friends uh, dating a guy that that went to high school with her. Um, I'm just waiting for you to mention Joe Montaglaglaniano, and you oh, haven't yeah, done yeah, it yet. Yeah, of course, Joe. Mon- Him. <laughs> yep. Mon- Him. Mon- <laughs> Mon- <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yes, that guy. All the right. This guy from True Blood. Yes, yes. Also, Magic Mike. Indeed. <laughs> Anybody else? Did we miss any famous Pittsburghers? I, for sure. I mean, there, there's a lot. It's like it, you know, the level of fame certainly drops. After that, you're right. After after Mr. Rogers, everything's downhill. Frankly, it does, it's a lot of like the guy that invented the Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> what the guy that invented the Big Mac, Big Mac is from Pittsburgh? Yes. <gasps> Fabulous. That's a good uh, one. And then there's like you know a lot of people that probably should be more famous than. Um, I mean Andy Warhol, but I, yes. we're not. I'm not claiming him. F, no, F. Warhol. He he left. He couldn't yeah. hack it here. He went <laughs> to New York with those phonies. Those phonies, the bad hair, whatever. Sayonara, yeah. Andy Sign Warhol. Up, Andy, not even your real name. It wasn't. What was his real name? It, Warhol. It were Warhol. It's something very Polish. So not Andy. Then is what you're saying? Uh, I probably not. <laughs> All right, we have one more. And that last ask is, what makes a good captain? And off of the captains, and of the captains you guys are familiar with, uh, with, which one do you think is the best or closest to an ideal captain? I went into um, a broken McCollarbone YouTube wormhole, and now I'm just trying to figure out why they made him captain, except for making him stay there. Mike? Uh... Oh boy! I mean, this is this is such a this goes into the annals of like hockey culture and and what what leadership? How do you quantify leadership? Sort of thing. And uh, you know, we know what Pierre would say. Well, his that? answer would change depending on the year because it <laughs> used to be Mike Richards was the best captain <laughs> ever, and then we found out that Mike Richards was literally smuggling blow (laughs) are you saying uh that that's not good leadership i i'm thinking no he only got caught once only once think of all of the times he must have crossed the border and then sued the kings and it's like you know right right sure sure um so who do you think is the best captain in the nhl right now I mean, I, I would say that, like, you know, I think any Penguin fan is going to tell you that Sidney Crosby is just because, you know, we see it a lot. And uh, he 
he does it on the ice and then, you know, the team would tell you. But, like, every team is going to tell you that their captain is the best captain. Yeah. Really? I think it's really kind of an overblown thing. It's, you know, they get to talk to the refs and, you know, whatever. But I, I think I do think that, it, especially at this point in his career, it has a lot more impact and input with the coaches than maybe he even previously did or definitely more than a lot of captains around the league. I think McDavid's a fine captain. Like he's who? Who, who the hell else are you going to make captain on that it's team? On that team, exactly. Um, I have two, and it's a tie. It would be Sid and Zidane Chara. But I think that because Sid is a better player, it it gets you know like it's it tips towards the Sid side. But I feel, by all accounts, from what I have heard, he is an amazing captain and. Even through times when the Boston Bruins, you think they would have normally kind of gone through like a lull, I think there has to be something pulling those players in the room together. And it's not David fucking Pasternak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I think it's, I think that's Zidane Chara. So just by looking at a team that's been able to be consistent through like a bunch of changes and all that, and I would equate a lot of that. I think that's the same reason why Sid is good because Sid has, um, Sid has the ability to build a family um, out of a team and kind of get them all feeling and and whatever the same. And that that makes them kind of play uh, well. That's my guess. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he's like McDavid. They've they've been groomed for this their whole life, you know. Like they, they have the ability to handle the burden of all the attention, you know, media and otherwise – and bear that on their shoulders where you can have some of the other talented guys that, you know, like, like Malkin and guys that like maybe English isn't their first language. Like that takes a lot of that responsibility. Right. Uh, and they're just, you know, that their life has been led up to this. Right. So right. like, I, I'm always, you know, that's, you know, for me, that's always the way to go. Just give them, give your best player the captain see, unless he's like a real, Prick, I don't know. <laughs> See, because I don't, I still think, um, look, I, I think that uh, before Sid, it was, um, you just picked the toughest, like, uh, you know, like in the room kind of, you know, whatever guy. Um, and then after Sid, there was definitely, um, it moved towards, you just pick the best player on your team, the new hot young guy, and you give it to him as kind of like a reward. But I think that personally... I think that, uh, like, if you take the Leafs, for example, um, they that Tavares is a perfect captain for that team. Um, Austin Matthews may be the star, but he does not have the maturity. And it seems like he's someone probably, um, at least on a, a personal level, that uh, is a is a is like a, a like a Tyler Sagan, right? It's going to take him a while to get to a place where he really grows up mentally. Um, and he'll probably get there eventually, but he's not there as a 19 year old Connor McDavid. I don't know. I feel like he would have benefited from having a veteran on that team the way that Sid did, um, that he could learn from because that kid is a sponge, right? And you take the sponge and then you make him like the leader of the team so that it's almost like he has no one like really there. And I don't know that that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I think Connor's done a marvelous job with the, the, wet pile of sand that they've given him 
but in that locker room to deal with because that's what it, it was like nothing but veterans when he got there and it's still just a bunch of guys that you know have become veterans because they're old and slow and not good at hockey anymore that's the way that we we say that in hockey culture we just call them veterans uh and you know it, it, it's a shitty circumstance for anyone to be in how much credit uh, how much credit do you give Okay, so like, see the way the, the pens are playing right now. And even um, even the first year that we won the Cup when we had all those young rookies kind of come up, how much credit do you give Sid and Gino and maybe even Chris Letang for that? Like, do you think what's happening now is just good coaching? Do you think it's the coach that's being able to kind of gel that team together? Or do you think it's something that's in the room between the players? I mean, it starts with the players, I think, you know, and then the the coaching plays, I think, a very important role in that, too. Um, But like, again, we have no idea what's going on in the locker room. By all accounts, a lot of the rookies that year, like uh, Sheer Sheer Sherry (laughs) said that like that like Sid would like go out to dinner with like would take them out and like show them stuff. I think Gensel said that and they came up like I don't are they doing that with. Like Anthony Angelo and and Andrew Agazino though, like I have no Hell idea. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a skill thing. I don't know. You know, like who knows? But I totally think they are. I think he because first of all, because I think if Sid did it once and it works, he's doing it for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, we know like Gino. I like in that interview that that Sid did with Chit Spit, whatever the fuck it is, uh, Chit and Spicklets. Um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that like Gino didn't even know players names that were on the team like the whole year for a long time so i doubt he was involved in, in much of that now i think as those guys have matured a little bit it's probably gotten better and that's probably what's helped them to win a little bit because i there was some team that was um what was that i mean with all the akimalu stuff i right. mean a lot of the the hazing rituals and like the way that the vets have treated rookies in the past right. has come out and like you have to imagine that that's still, you know, there's holdouts from that era still in the NHL and like players totally. that got it when, you know, they were coming up or giving it back to the rookies now. And it, that's unfortunate, but like, I, I don't think that's a recipe to win, you know, okay. because like you say, you kind of have to, as, as far as like character stuff goes and leadership goes like that, you would have to kind of squash that. But if that's the case, then, then does, Connor McDavid, I mean, because so far this season, it seems like Connor McDavid has been able to inspire no one on his team except for Leon Dreisaitl, <laughs> right? Like, so, so they've well, got, got Zach Cassian 12 goals or whatever he has got. As has well. he? Okay, well, fine. His line. He's been able to inspire his line to greatness, right? But the problem is that, um, I mean, like, what made the Penguins good, what makes the Boston Bruins good is the way that they they have a fourth liner feeling like he's a first liner. You yeah, know? well, I think that's what McDavid's done for those guys too. I, I think uh, this is this is my I'm holding firm on this. <laughs> I mean, they're they're in a playoff position, which is amazing considering yeah. yeah they're second in the Pacific. Considering that team is literally made out of popsicle sticks. No, no. Oh, they just, I mean, I don't, I just, I feel bad for them. I do. At this point, what do you think is going to happen with him? Do you think he just leaves? When is contract due up anyway? I mean, fuck. He signed that eight-year deal a couple, like a year ago or whatever it was. So he's, I mean, he, he, he 
by all rights, uh, could request a trade, and I don't think anyone would blame him. But uh, yeah, I just you know, Connor is very much like Sid. He is he yeah. is very much a he watched Sid coming up. Uh, he's kind of a carbon copy. So yes. I don't suspect he will ever do that. Yeah, they just didn't. They just didn't um, give him the same type of team. Uh, he just didn't have the same kind of management supporting him they, that Sid had here for sure. But I wanted to ask you one more thing about the whole captain thing. And that is like, if you look at uh, Gabriel Landeskog, they were so fast to give Gabriel Landeskog the, the C. And I believe they did it intentionally at that time so that he would beat Sidney Crosby's record as the youngest captain. But do you think that they shot themselves in the foot because now they have a Connor McDavid who was really the leader of that team? Right. And, um, and you, what are you going to do? Nate, Nate, Nate McKinnon. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Connor McDavid. Oh, I'm sorry. If he was Nate on the McKinnon. avalanche. Jeez. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, no. Can you imagine they would win every year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Can you, I mean, like, first of all, I was just thinking about team Canada at the Olympics because I forgot about Nathan McKinnon then for a second. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, well, not to not to go back to the Olympic discussion, but just briefly, like since we're talking about Nate McKinnon and Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby, that will will they ever get a chance to play on the same team? I know. Olympic, no, so like that's that might be the biggest tragedy of all that we're missing here. Well, but, but that's uh, do you yeah, think? I um... No, I don't. Again, like I I really think this captaincy stuff is so overblown. Like it really doesn't matter like should nate mckinnon be the captain probably is he really the captain yeah <laughs> like yes you know so it like, doesn't all, really matter for all purposes yeah he's he's pretty much the captain so you know what uh just to go back to what we were talking about for a second i had a thought and that is i like you said will we ever get to see those players play together and then i thought wait a second don't the doesn't the nhl want to hold all these world cups don't they, does, don't the players, shouldn't the players have enough leverage to say, we will never sign off on another fucking international tournament if you don't let us go to the Olympics? Done. End of story. That seems like leverage for leverage. Done. Yeah. I mean, and of course, like, you know, the players have free will too. They can all just rally and say, we're going to go. <laughs> you know, if we're selected, we're going to go. Um, yeah, no, because Canada and would probably never do that. But yeah, that's true. That's you true. never know. Oh my god. Okay. Well, those were good asks. I have to say. Good job. Good Ask, job, askers. The last one was from Finn. I just want to see uh, that. I make sure I said everybody's name. That one was from Finn Sydney Crosby. Sydney Crosby. Uh, that's the one about who built the uh, arena. Riley Jane was the one about the if the pens were cursed. Um, Hockey Grace said the one for the dinner party, and Lise L Y S S is the unretired one. So those were those were good asks for sure. Okay, that's it for this week. And now I'm going to do that part where I have to read out where you can reach all all of us online. Is it a script? <laughs> yes, that's good. I have to scroll down to the bottom. I literally had to open the document for that part in particular <laughs> because I still don't know it. Any day now, though, I'll remember it. Listener, you can email us. Oh, my God, somebody emailed us and I forgot to get the email. Fuck. Oh, well, next time. It's Listener, <laughs> you can email us at misunderestimatedpod uh, at gmail.com. But sometimes people forget to get those emails and then read them on the podcast. 
sometime. <laughs> Weird how that happens. So you should probably still email them to us, but there could be a delay. I'm just saying. Um, what else? You can tweet at Mike. Mike, where can they tweet you at? They can. You can tweet me and read all of my good tweets at sober underscore Stevens. Do you want to tell them where they can swipe right at you or no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on Bumble and, uh, and Hinge because I might I was made to do both, and I'm, I might be, become a Flyers fan if that happens. I don't say that, shoot me or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm a hockey chick chat on uh, Twitter, and the you can reach the pod on Twitter at at Ms. Underestimated without the e at the end. That's not a whole word. It's literally without an e between the. T and the D, which I don't know if it's a spelling mistake or some kind of link thing. But regardless, that's what it is. Um, what else? Don't forget to listen to the West Coast Girls who are uh, have a pod next week. And we should be having something. I think um, Riot's pod with Siglera, Dr. Siglera, dropped on Tuesday. So it might be another week before we have one with her. Um, but looks like progress on Grittany. Mike, are you up to date on the whole Grittany situation? I, I am, and this is this is one of the things that I that I discussed on my date is that you know the the whole tenants of gritty as the the holy triumvirate as we found out that is 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 gritty Punxsutawney Phil and there's some other sort of deity <laughs> that we are worshiping uh, maybe Baby Yoda <gasps> Baby Yoda um, he's the best yeah, but but one of one of the ten commandments of gritty is thou shalt not worship false idols so. <laughs> I don't know, Laura. You're you're asking for trouble here. Listen, we for, just want to give we just want to give um, Gritty a mate. Everybody deserves one person, and I just that moment. Uh, I just want to see what's going to happen, honestly, because I am in awe that someone can create something like that. But just to be able to kind of watch the process of what goes in to someone making it is like is insane. And like, I have no doubt that she'll reveal it in in a more even more epic way. Dude, you have no and idea. Was revealed. We should. There should be a pre- like. Look, I'll we'll call a press conference. We 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 should. We should. I feel like. Um, I feel I'll like they it. they may. Um, well, I mean, you can't buy her. That would be slavery. But <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I feel like you can't traffic Gritney all the way from England to. Although with Brexit now, maybe you can. I don't know. But um, it should be interesting. Well, well, I feel like she's here half the time anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Anyways, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see what happens there. And uh, so, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for when uh, for when all is revealed. And we will be back uh, with you guys next week. Or not us, but West Coast ones. Bye. 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 Oh, no, the button. <laughs> Fuck that button. <laughs>